I was I've been so 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 moved this week and and last week um, because I've had more time to to really listen to more more uh, news and things because I didn't have to preach. Thank God for our fill-ins and Pastor Andrew and Tyler. Pastor Tyler has been helping so much. Thank you for that. Uh, but I've but I I've been concentrating more on some of the news that's going to affect us locally as a body as a as a Christian uh, group, and and these things have been been on my heart and I, and I I really believe that we have just uh, we just you know if you see something going down the road so many times you just forget it's there, and then all of a sudden you'll come and and you've been down this road a thousand times and you look up and say, well I've never noticed that. You were so used to just going down the road, being so focused right here that you didn't even see that they had erected a 10-story building right here. And somebody said, when did they put that up? Oh, about three years ago. You ever done that? You ever been there? Somebody said, no, no, you're all by yourself on that one. No. And I think that's what's happening in our world today. We're, we're seeing our, our federal government do things that we would have never dreamed. It's not a political message. This is a Bible message. Okay, it has nothing to do with your p- political position whatsoever. But we're seeing our federal government do things that we would never dreamed, and we we say in our minds, that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna let that happen. Who's who's the they? Who's the they that's not gonna let it happen? Oh, Washington? Right. Washington, DC? Sure, sure. Yeah, they're they're watching out for you. Not. Who is it? Is it going to be? Is it going to be your representative that never hears from you? No, unless they hear from you, they're going to go for where the squeaky wheel is. That's what they're going to vote. How they're going to vote, okay? And so we've got to pay attention to what's happening around us. I said the school boards. You mean to tell me the federal government can come in when I question a teacher or a school board on how I'm going to educate? Your child, and they're going to tell me I, I can be put in jail. I can be arrested. Father was rest, arrested uh, recently in the last week and a half in Loudoun, Virginia, Loudoun County, Virginia, because he was irate at a school board meeting because his daughter was raped. She was raped in May of this year when school was out, and the school board swept it under the rug. So much so that they transferred this young boy, who was a transgender, by the way, who raped this man's daughter in the bathroom. Clinical rape, testing, and the whole nine yards. And they transferred this boy during the middle of the summer when no one was watching, swept it under the rug, no news media, transferred him to another school. Comes to find out he has done this again already at the other school. He is now in custody. But guess who got arrested for speaking out to the school board? The father of the young lady that was raped. You know what that does? That just sends a message to the good, quiet mother and father there. Oh, I better not go do that because I might get arrested. Well, ma'am or sir, I'm here to tell you, if your daughter getting raped is not enough for you to get arrested for, then you have a real problem. I would probably get arrested for murder. I'm telling you, we've got to stand up for this kind of stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. The Bible says don't repay evil for evil. But as long as we give them space, they'll keep taking it. 
As long as we keep backing up, they'll just keep taking a little more and a little more. I've been on school boards before, been president of school board. I get it. I understand exactly what goes on in there. I get it. And the, the comment by some of these, well, we don't know all the policies and everything. They don't tell us everything that goes on. Something of that serious issue, they know. If, if, if they know, if, if we're filling out information on who graduates and who don't graduate, and we get to see the test scores, I can tell you that they know somebody got raped. Church, that's what we're in. But guess what? Thank God for this parent. If he wasn't already out of jail, I was going to send him money to get out of jail. Come on, that's how much I believe in this stuff. Amen. And, and here's, here's what's happened. See, that parent didn't take his eyes off of his children. He knew what was going on. He knew what was happening. And he's made a stance. And we as a church have to. So today, I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about Christ being just an accessory in your life. Just an accessory. So I want to read you a definition, and then we're going to do something a little different. The definition of accessory, according to Webster's Dictionary, is an object or device that is not essential in itself but adds to the beauty, convenience, or effectiveness of something else. A second definition would be a thing of secondary or lesser importance. Um, I need somebody that's got some accessories. Who's got, uh, I know you got some accessories. Can, can can, give me a bracelet, a bracelet, bracelet. I need a bracelet. She's always so pretty and got accessories. I just need a couple, just, just, just a couple. Yeah, get, yeah, I like them shiny things right there. Look, I like shiny stuff. Got some this. Um, who got a cell phone that's got some accessories on it? Uh, an accessory that maybe, uh, Marsha, I know you got a cell phone. You got one of the little pop buttons on the back, don't you? See, I, I, see you think I don't watch that. Is it off? Because I don't want to answer your call from your boyfriend. I mean, not, I mean your husband. <laughs> she got an accessory on the back of her phone. What picture? Ooh-wee. I feel an anointing here. She got a picture of Miss Mary on the back of hers. Glowered on front of hers. Hmm. Y'all didn't know Miss Mary. Y'all missed out on life. I'm sorry. This, um, trying to make it go off. This is an accessory. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect the performance of the phone. It's an accessory. Okay, so she, I see she does it like that all the time. That's a pretty cool deal right there, okay? I tried to buy one of these one time, and I kept pulling it off and getting it out of my pocket. So, but it's an accessory. Uh, anybody got, uh, anybody else got some accessories that, that's not really, doesn't, you got, you got an, oh, I know what you got. You got an accessory. Give me your accessory. Now, this is not planned. I promise this is not planned. Okay, that, 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 right there, that's all. This is an accessory. It's a gun. It is not a baby gun. It's a real gun. I told him to unload it. So, uh, it, 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 is, it is an accessory. Right? Doesn't mean a whole lot till you need it. But it's an accessory. It's a piece that says, hmm, probably don't want to run up behind him because he got a gun. Don't want to spook him in a dark alley somewhere, right? It's an accessory, but it's not essential to life in the sense of just coming to church, but it could be. This could be. An accessory. Things that are not really essential. But they take away from the real thing. I'll be honest, shot myself and ain't got any bullets in it. Like, like Barney Five, I'd have to be finding a bullet to put in it. This 
Anybody else got any other accessories you like to You got some accessories. You got accessories. Look at this. Oh, Lord Jesus. She got one of them just pull off kind of things. But my, my. Look at that right there. Glory to God. I knew some of these women going to have some bling bling on. Look at that right there. Man, that's pretty. Big heart. Accessory. Now, she took that off and it didn't change her one bit. She's still fond of sitting right there in the same. Didn't do, it didn't do anything for her. But man, it makes her look a little prettier when she's got it on. Right? That's why you put them on, right? I mean, I, I, I do things like that too. I put on nicer clothes so you won't look at this. Takes away from the real thing. Thank you. See, I like shiny. See, if I was to put this on. Oh, you got a knife? You got some bling bling on your knife? You got a hat? Well, that's right. You know what they say? If, you don't have, if a man don't have a knife, he ought to carry a purse. This is essential. This is an accessory. But he could go through a day without that knife. Now, he might be aggravated, but you go through a day without a knife. I mean, you, you, you know, your fingernails get bad. You start gnawing on them. You come up with ways to. But this is an accessory, absolutely. Uh, so I'll, you give it back. Now, see, if I was to wear these like this, the first thing, if I hadn't said anything whatsoever, and I, and, I, and I done like this right here, all of a sudden, your eyes went away from this to these things. You think, what? kind of sugar tank has that boy been drinking out of today? If I would have not said anything and come in with that on, some of you would have leaned to your spouse and said, it's time to find another church. Amen. Pastor Dunn went left. Oh, God, that's your phone. These are probably the most expensive things in the house. You know, these iPhone 27s now, they They did cut down the numbers. They start calling them pros now. iPhone Pro 13, Pro 22. I walked in here a while back and said, I, I need a simple thing. Uh, well, we got an 8. I said, what? They said, what you got now? I said, I don't know. It's like 6 or something, you know. Oh, you need to upgrade to the 11. I said, look, I, I don't even do everything that's on this phone. I need to text. I need to call. I need to get emails. I can take some pictures. That's what, oh, we can do all that. But look, if we give you a better program. No, 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 no. I don't need any of the other accessories. This is all I'm going to use. Okay? So I want to talk to you today about accessories. Let me reread this definition. It's an object or device that is not essential in itself, but adds to the beauty, convenience, or effectiveness of something else. Also, a thing of secondary, and this is where I want to, I want to key, key in on today. A thing of secondary or lesser importance. You know, um, I could have run out of the house this morning and not had my jacket on. Okay? Okay. I, I could have run out this morning, and, and, and as I have in baptism, I forgot some, some pants one time. Got everything but my pants. Y'all remember that? And I preached the warm-ups. <laughs> Y'all don't remember that. I got here, got, to get, got, to get, got dressed, got my nice shirt on it. I don't have any pants. See, that would have been a problem. That wasn't an accessory. That was a necessity. Come on, you get my point? So me leaving my jacket is not a big deal. Me, me leaving my shirt is not a big deal as long as I got a T-shirt on. 
but if I leave these items, it, that's a problem. You, you, you're not going to get anything out of today's message, I can promise. <laughs> so this thing of secondary or lesser importance is what I want to talk to you about. You can accessorize just about anything these days. Have you ever noticed? I mean, I see glasses with bling bling down the side. I call it bling bling. That's what we used to call it. Dave, do you remember that bling bling? I don't know what they call it now. Accessory, I guess. But you, you, you got little diamond things. You, you, you got cell phones that you can do all kinds of uh, I even got some blue jeans. I never did get any. got them little fake diamonds on them. But, but you can accessorize the pockets. When we were growing up, they had the little, y'all remember some of you older, remember things you could buy them from TV and you could put the little studs on there? What you, bedazzles. Bedazzles. Y'all ever, yeah, like, man, it would bedazzle your pants. What? Bedazzle. Come on, David, I know you want to say something. Accessory, I guess, yeah. I was ashamed when we grew up, you had holes in your pants, and, and then you were ashamed when Mama patched them because they had this patch about that long. Just have the hole. They know you had a hole there, man. Come on. Y'all remember those? Yeah. Iron on patches, I mean. And, and so, so, <laughs> but you can accessorize trucks and cars to that thing. You can, you can accessorize ATVs. You can buy different apparatuses for guns and hunting. You can accessorize guns. Your, your glasses, your wallets, anything. You can accessorize just about anything nowadays that you want to, right? You can accessorize. It is a thing of secondary or lesser importance because you can do away with the accessories and if you still, got, uh, if you still have a, a gun and you accessorize with a scope and this and that, you know what, you still got a gun if you take all that off. <laughs> so, some of you gunners say, no, not really. You may not be as accurate with it, but you still got a gun. You see what I'm saying? You still got the thing that's going to do the damage. Unless you're going to take the scope off and throw it at them. <laughs> Amen? So the purpose of the accessory is to take the attention off what has not changed and focus it somewhere else so that you think that it is totally different when in reality what matters has not changed. Let me reread that. The purpose of the accessory is to take the attention off of what has not changed, say me, God, and focus it somewhere else so that you think it is totally different when in reality what matters has not changed. God, in His Word, says He changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change. But the way we do things, the way we live our life, we think that God winks at some of the stuff we do and because we, we're just accessorizing our lives so it's because, you know, God wants you to have everything, right? God doesn't want you to have things that's going to harm you. It may be okay for one person, but it might not be okay for you. Okay? Because you may struggle with one area and this guy may not struggle with it. Okay? So watch. Let's move on. <clears throat> So I want to talk to us today about changes or the dangers of making Christ an accessory in your life. Do you know it's easy to make Christ an accessory? Just something that is there when needed or makes you look good? Uh, doesn't, look, you don't really need him. Don't really want him until you need him. When you need him, you want him. 
Amen? So let's read this definition. I want you to get this definition. A thing of secondary or lesser importance. And 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2 says this. This is what the Bible says about God. He's saying this about himself. For I am jealous for you with, godly, uh, for, with a godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This word jealousy means to be envy, to be jealous, to be envious, to be zealous. To excite, to jealous anger. God is a jealous God, according to Scripture. And, and he, he is jealous when you don't have, when he's just an accessory. When the focus is off of him and you just accessorize him to when you need him, he's jealous. You ever, uh, I dated a person one time, she was very jealous. I mean, wanting to know what you was doing, when you was doing, how you was doing, how long you been. I mean, don't be 30 seconds late. And I'm thinking, we got to cut this off. I am not that punctual. <laughs> so we had to part ways because she was so jealous. Well, you're talking about provoked anger. She would. She's not my wife. I married my wife. I didn't marry this, okay? So <clears throat> Exodus 34 says <clears throat> that God is a jealous God. If you knew something would make your spouse jealous, if you knew that it was going to make you jealous or him, you would not do that if you really cared for them. Because, see, your relationship with your spouse is not based on manipulation and jealousy and leverage. It's based on true love. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we do that to God so many times. We, we provoke Him to jealousy unknowingly. But we provoke him to jealousy because he's just an accessory. We have a real love over here. But we say he's our love when we're at church or around the right group of people. But really he's just an accessory to our lives because we need something to do on Sunday. We need a conversation piece to the right people. So we accessorize our life with Christ and he's something there that makes us appear to be something that we really are not. Just because you can talk about God does not mean you know God. Just because you can quote a few scriptures does not mean you have relationship with God. That means you have a good memory. Come on. So we can accessorize our lives as Christians with the name Christian. Ooh. We can hang scripture verses in our homes on nice beautiful plaques and wooden frames and just look and the people come in and say, ooh, look at there. They must be a Christian. And three minutes later, have foul language. Tell you about a movie they watched on television that was unbecoming of a Christian. Come on, somebody. 1 Corinthians eleven three 3 says this, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So many times in so many churches, we want to complicate God. And we, we overlook the simplicity of God. God loves you. God loves you. you. You can't do anything to make him love you more. 
You can't do anything to make him love you less. Think about that. That's amazing to me. No matter how many times you, you, you make a mistake, he still loves you. That's the simplicity of the gospel. He loves you. That is good news, people. Because some of you need to know he loves you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. All right? He loves you simply. He loves you. If you... There was an old saying. <clears throat> oh, let, me, let me just go on a minute. Let me see. 1 Corinthians 11, 4. First Corinthians 11, 4 says this. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, in other words, anything that is not of the Bible, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well be, you may be, you may well put up with it. There's a, let me bring it down to a South Arkansas language. Let me rephrase it this way. You make your bed, you lay in it. Whatever you put up with, you whatever you allow, you got to put up with. And then, and then you wonder a few year, a few years down the road, why is this happening to me? Because you put up with it, you allowed it. Now it's in you, it's around you, it's in your home, it's in your family, it's in your children, it's in your mindset, and it's there. So you made the bed, you lay in it. That's why it's so important to start young with our children. To start young, as a, as a young married couple, start young. Knowing the gospel. Knowing what's in this word. Practicing what's in the word of God. Not just make God an accessory that sounds good to your life. Because accessories change. How many of you know in a few years, in, in, in three years from now or whatever, two years, maybe next, maybe six months things change so much, I don't keep up with accessories too much, but, but they change guess what, what's an accessory today you won't like next week guess what, you know what an accessory is I can wear an accessory with one set of clothing but it don't look too good with another set but you'll pay as much for the accessory as you do for the clothes why is that because it makes you look good you think man this is going to make me look sharp it does. But what is the real you? That's what people are loving. They, they don't, they don't, they're not in love with your stuff. They love you. Christ loves you, not your stuff. Amen? <clears throat> is Jesus an accessory to your lifestyle? Or is your lifestyle an accessory for Jesus? Now think about that. Is Jesus an accessory to your lifestyle? Or... Is your life an accessory to him? Can he use that to win people? Can he take that, your life, and say, that is an extension of the gospel. That is an accessory of heaven to reach the gospel, to reach the world. Are you an accessory to, to Christ or is Christ an accessory to you? There's a big difference. Same words, it just flipped around. What are you to God? What are we as a body of Christ? Are we an accessory for the kingdom? Or is he an accessory to us? Think about it, church. This is good stuff. I thought you'd amen me every now and then. We try to accessorize our life with just enough Jesus to make us look good. We put on earrings and necklaces to try to make the same old blouse look better. Come on. But as being raised as a country boy, 
you can put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Come on. You ever seen those pictures with a pig with lipstick on? Number one, I like to know the joker who put lipstick on it. I still don't want to kiss a pig. Pig's a pig. But it made the pig look different. You didn't, you, you may have made statements like, look at that pig with that lipstick on. Man, that lipstick so funny on that pig. You just for a minute, you, you, you almost forgot, yeah, it's a pig and he's in the slop and he's in the manure and all that stuff and he's stinky and he, they draw flies. Yeah, you know. And, but you thought it was, you, you had attention oh, because of lipstick. The accessory. Do people look at you like that when it comes to Christian, your Christian walk? They just a Christian with lipstick on. But they wallowing right here with me and all this filth and stuff and these nasty jokes and dirty jokes that, that mm-hmm. Come on now. They doing everything I do. We both in the pit. Maybe I need to get some lipstick. Come on, where are you with Christ? This is a real message today, church. We want to play it safe. Right? When I went, I got some new clothes, and so the first thing, I want to play it safe. I'm simple, David. I want a jacket that goes with several pants. I don't need nine jackets. I need nine pair of pants and one jacket to go with all them. Let's play it safe. Does this go together? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And so you ask your wife, does this go together? I, said, I don't know. The man that sells the clothes said it went together. It's got to go together. <laughs> Boom. And her response is, my wife is so awesome. Her response is, don't ever come ask me about clothes anymore. You can dress yourself on Sunday mornings. <laughs> well, he could have been wrong, baby. I'm just saying what he said. Well, we want to play it safe, don't we? Are you Listen to me. We want to play it safe. We want to go to church enough to people think that we are Christians. Come on now, I'm going to preach you a second. We, we, we want to have the accessory of I belong to this church or that church. We want the accessory that, uh, you know, I, I, I show up most of the time. But what does your life look like Monday through Saturday? What does your cabinet look like at the house? You want me to go and say it? Where your adult beverages are stored? And I'm a Christian. The Bible doesn't say I can't drink and go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But drunkenness will keep you from heaven. Got quiet in the Pentecostal church this morning. 2 Corinthians 11, 12 says this, But what I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded, just as we are in the things of which they boast. Watch, I'm going to continue reading. I'll explain. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, 
whose end will be according to their works. You can accessorize your life all you want to. You can buy all the stuff that makes you look like a Christian. You can buy all the right books and have them on the right bookshelf and read them all. But until you apply those things and put the right stuff on the inside, guess what? The Bible says if you ain't careful, you'll follow a deceitful apostle. You'll follow a, a Christ that is not who they say he is. You're going to follow. You'll be deceived into thinking that you're something when you're not. So many, so many, and, and there's nothing wrong with these. I, I, like, I like books. I don't like as much as some of y'all, but I do, I do read books. But I believe that people can call themselves a Christian and read all kind of books, but never read the Bible and say, I'm a Christian. There's so many books out there. 27 ways to your success as a Christian. Right? Nine ways on how to love your wife. Come on. 27 ways on how to pastor a church. All of these, you got 19 different questions that your kid's going to answer. Well, praise God. I hope, they only, I hope they only ask 19. It's about a billion in 19. But I'm telling you, you can read all those books. And they're just an accessory to the book. If you read the Bible... Everything you need to know about life, everything you need to know about your finances, everything you need to know about raising your kids, everything you need to know about loving your spouse is in the Bible. And if we're not careful, we'll get off on all these self-help books. And there's nothing wrong with those things. I, I encourage you to get those things. But when you read that and don't read the Word of God, you you're are playing with a dangerous part of your life. It's easy to be deceived. And that's all you read. There's also an accessory according to the law. That definition is defined this way. A person not actually or constructively present, but contributing as an assistant or an instigator to the commission of an offense. Called also an accessory before the fact. In other words, you didn't really pull the trigger, but you loaded the gun. You didn't really rob the, 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 the convenience store, but you were driving the getaway car. Come on. Uh, maybe maybe uh, you, you didn't drive the car and you didn't rob the store, but you put it in their mind that, honey, we broke, we need some money. You need to get some fast, like by Monday because they're going to cut the lights off. That's an instigator. That's an accessory. Come on now. Watch this. Scripture. Exodus 34, 11 says this. Obey what I am commanding you this day. I am going to drive out before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, Perizzite, the Hevite, and the Jebusite. Be careful. Listen. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. Listen to your pastor. If you don't get anything else, say, listen to this. There, there is an enemy out there that is trying to get you. It is not your neighbor. Come on. It is not your pastor. It is an enemy that is, that is out to get you and your family. It is not the flesh and blood next door. It is an enemy called Satan and the demonic powers of Satan. That hierarchy of Satan, Satanism, is out to get you and your family. And we better wake up. 
And this is what the Bible says. We just read there that he'll drive out all of these enemies. If you go back and read this text, all of these people I just named, these traps, they were all enemies of Israel. He said, I'm going to drive them out of your way. Okay? But in this process of you let God be God, glory to God, and get get your worship on, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. And if you ain't careful and stay in your word, guess what happens? Watch this. He gives a warning. He says, I'm going to do this, but now you need to pay attention. He says, be careful not to make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going. They ain't even showed up yet. And God said, this is what could happen. If I'm just an accessory in your life, if you just watch me do something and then you follow along because everybody else does, I'm just an accessory. Watch what could happen to your life. Be careful not to make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it become a snare among you. Rather, you must destroy their altars, smash their images, and cut down their Asherah poles. For you must not worship any other god, for the Lord whose name is is jealous is a jealous God. Be careful, verse 15. Again, be careful not to make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. That's the second time when God repeats something twice, you need to pay attention. I need to pay attention because he's trying to get across a subject matter. He's trying to get into you something that could happen in your life. He does it. He's not trying to fill uh, pages with letters. and notes. He's trying to say, pay attention. So the same Verbiage in verse 15. And it says, For when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to their gods, and someone invites you, you will eat from his sacrifice. And you then take his daughters for your sons. And when his daughters prostitute themselves to their gods, they will make prostitutes, they will make your sons prostitutes themselves to their gods as well what is the prostitute watch it means here in this context to be unfaithful to God so what are you saying pastor that's Old Testament stuff exactly but Old Testament shows a, a, a shadow of things to come and so when you read this scripture God is really saying now if I'm an accessory this could happen in your life you will join up with the things that I have driven out of your life. I've already got, but if you're not careful, you're going to make a, a covenant. You're going to say, well, that's okay. I mean, that's not a big deal, is it? And you'll join in with that and make a covenant. And then guess what? There's something else coming. Well, I think we can tolerate that. We're, we're, we're okay with that. I mean, we, that's not a big deal. I mean, we, 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 can, we, can, we can allow that. I mean, because, you know, we're, we're under grace now. We, 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 we can get away with that. And God says, you make a covenant with that? He says, guess what's going to happen? When those sons and daughters get married, they're also making a covenant with the same thing you made a covenant with. But guess what? Now it's two generations deep. It's one thing. To stop, to, to stop something after a week or two, even after a year or two. 
But it's another thing altogether when your kids have watched you be okay with something for 20, 30 years. And now they've grown up and they make a covenant with it. And now you got to go back and say, now you ought not do that. Do you know how hard that covenant is to break, Dia? Without God, you can't, you won't do it on your own. There's a covenant that's been made with the enemy. I appreciate our school system. But mamas and daddies, you listen to me. You be real careful who you're making a covenant with at the public school system in these days. So, well, I, 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 you know, I don't know if anything's going on. That's the problem. You need to know everything that's going on. Because if not, see, you'll be going there and see, you'll unbeknowingly make a covenant with a public school administrator that has totally different values than you do as a Christian. So, Pastor, what, what, what are we going to do? Thank God I raised my kids. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't allow your kids to make covenants with something that you don't know what's going on because it's your fault because they're under your care. Church, we got to quit making God an accessory in our lives and make Him number one. Make Him number one so that our kids, you don't have to, your kids will come home and say, Mom, Dad, this is what I heard, and this is, and, and this is not what you've been teaching me. Hello? Good deal. Let's talk. Yeah, oh, oh, so, so, so you, you're telling me that they're teaching you that it's okay for you to go to a boy's bathroom or a girl go to your bathroom? You're telling me that it's okay for, for you to think these crazy thoughts? Yeah, Dad, it's okay for you to teach my seven-year-old, my five-year-old uh, uh, sex education in, in your public schools? No. It is not okay. Your kids need to be opt out of that. You need to have enough godly knowledge in the Word of God in your heart to sit and say, this is a biblical principle on sex education. They're being indoctrinated today. At her wonderful little schools. Then pray. Oh, they pray at that school? Okay. Maybe he's just an accessory. But you start taking funds away, I guarantee they quit praying. My grandpa used to have old saying that says this. He who holds the gold makes the rules. And if that's ever been true in life, it is true today. Why do you think that all the stuff that's going on right now is happening? Because some purse strings are being held in Washington, D.C. And good people sitting in good churches, sitting on good pews, and making covenants with the government to take care of them. Come on, somebody. And making covenants and saying, that's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. You mean I can make that much to set the house? Sounds good to me. Church, we got a problem. The Bible says that a man don't want to work, don't let him eat. The, man, the Bible says that a man should enjoy the fruit of his labor, fruit of his hands. You know what that means? You got to work. Come on, this is for somebody. You know somebody.
Malachi 2.8, I'm closing, says this. But you have departed from the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. When we cause people to stumble away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have entered into a covenant with the enemy. That's harsh, Pastor. I know it is. But we got to hear these messages because we're, we're being pushed in a direction that is opposite the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church, I'm here to tell you that if the Christians don't get on our knees and don't get in prayer and fasting for God to move in this country, we will be like third world countries. I'm here to tell you. But I don't put I don't put an ounce of stock in anybody in Washington, D.C. But here's what I do. I know that we can't sit back and just let any buffoon run the countries. Because if we do, guess what happens? You know, they're after your land right now if you're a landowner. Did you know this? Look, I, can t- I, got, I got months of stuff I could tell you. I, I, do study. I love that. That's just me. I like to know what's happening. They're after your land. If you're a landowner, I bet you in 20 years you won't be able to pass anything down to your kids. Because if something doesn't happen, the government's going to take it. Period. Why? Because they've got to silence you. Well, how can they do that, Pastor? Because God's just been an accessory for the last 50 years. He's just an accessory. We call it in the Christian world. He's just an accessory. We, we go to church, and they don't mind you going to church. Now, you start standing up, well, we got a problem. I've told you this many times here in this church. The devil don't come to you. don't mind if you come teach class and worship and get your worship on, raise your hands. He don't care about any of that. But now, when you get active and say, I'm going to take the gospel outside the church walls, he got a problem with that. So does the United States government. Matthew 16, 23 says it this way. That's what he told Peter. But he turned and said, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. You are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. You know what Peter was doing? He made God just an accessory. And God said, hey, get behind me, Satan. Don't think God won't call you out. He called out Peter, he'll call out you. If God didn't spare his own son, he could have stopped it. Are you something special? Come on, think about that a minute. Are you an accessory to the gospel? For Jesus or is he just an accessory in your life something that looks good smells good and some place that you need to go when it's convenient on Sundays come on think about this what value we talked about this on Wednesday what value do you bring as a blood-bought born-again professing Christian what value do you bring to the kingdom of God here on earth here in Lake Village here in your home What value do you play? What role is it that you play? Is it word only? Is it an accessory? Is he just an accessory? Are are you teaching your kids something? Are you a valuable accessory for the kingdom of God here? 
Where do you stand? You already know. You already know where you are. This is not a, uh, let me think about that. You already know. So many of us leave church after church after church today. Say, well, I didn't like that message too much. Some of you, watch this, some of you didn't even hear it. Some of you, you'd never, you never, I can ask you right out here, what did I preach on it? You know, the kids look bad today. Them kids, I couldn't pay attention. I mean, they got, we got class for every kid you got in this church. Should have been paying attention when I talked about whooping your chin, child. See what I'm saying? Some of you won't even know because it doesn't matter to you so much. You don't really care. It's what you were nagged to be here. You were pushed to come. Why? Because he's an accessory. He's something that maybe you hang around your neck called cross. People said, oh, they must be a Christian. They got a cross on them. My glory to God. They got the fish on the back of their bumper sticker. They are, mm, they're going to heaven. Cut that joker off and find out how much Christian he is. Bump him in the back end at the stoplight and see what kind of Christian jumps out. Might be, might be thinking, hmm, they just got that as an accessory on the bumper. Amen? Let me close. I know this was somewhat comical today, but at the same time, I pray you get something out of this. This has really been in my heart. Where is, where is God in the mix of your life? If, if you were to draw, I wish I would have had Hunter do this. If we, oh, there's a circle. If we, I, I never know this stuff. It's just this guy. He, he never sends me all this. That's awesome. If we had a circle there. And the Christian accessory wasn't even there. And, 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 and you're, 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 where would God be? Would he be a dot right in the middle? Would, would he be a dot over on this side over here? Where, where would God be in the middle of your life? I mean, how, how, much, how much space? Would he be a pencil mark? They good. I still be trying to figure out how to cut it on. I mean, just like, where would that, just work with me over here. Where, what would that look, is, is that what it looks like in your universe? Is God that little dot in your life? Oh, of course on Sunday he's front and center, right? I mean, he takes up the whole picture. Because you're here, right? You fought with the kids to get here. You and your, you and your honey fought all the way to church. But you're here, so God's this big thing. Look what I fought through to get here. Glory to God. But what about the rest of the week? When you're not around, Pastor Marvin, or David, or David, or Scotty, what, 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 where, where, what does God look like then? To your employee. What do you look like to your employer? Come on, think about this a minute. What, what, is, what is God to you? Is He an accessory? Or is He the main thing in your life? 
Here's the cool thing. He don't have to be the main thing in your life. Did you know that? God does not have to be the main thing in your life. You know somebody that God's not the main thing in their life, right? I know some atheists. God is not in their life. You don't have to be the main thing. But a side note. He will be the main thing one day. He's going to be the only thing. I hate to know with all these babies running around here and all these mamas and daddies and all these grandparents running around here that our kids just thought God was an accessory in their lives. Just a fun time on Sunday morning and a fun time on Wednesday night. Oh, God. I don't want, I'm not going to stand before the Lord. He said, you know, you did, those kids, they, they just thought that was an accessory to their lives. You can do it at your house, but we can't do it here at this house. Amen. Will you stand with me?